The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and Claire McKenna is with me, presenter of Alive and Kicking. You can listen to it now as a podcast. And um, here to talk about something I know so much about, Claire: childbirth. Well, you were there three times, weren't you? No, uh, twice. Twice, twice, twice. Twice, okay. yeah. I don't Sorry. recognise the third. I didn't mean to out you. <laughs> <laughs> that other child we don't talk uh, yeah, about. exactly, yeah. No, you were there. For, and do you know what I always say about childbirth? Mm-hmm. I actually, honestly, hand on heart, I'd sooner do it than watch it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I can tell you, Claire, from where I was standing, I was much happier to be an onlooker. Much, much happier to be an onlooker. Yes, I had um, author Emily Pine. Um, her book, Notes to Self, was a huge hit back in 2018. And in it, she talked about her own fertility struggles, her time in, in Hollis Street with pregnancy loss. And her daughter had a stillborn baby girl. And she wrote about it so raw and so openly that it in part led to her being invited to become a writer in residence at Hollow Street, which I thought was really interesting. The new new master there just wanted to hear more about the experience of people that pass through there. Not only the potential parents, the patients who are going for maybe gynaecological or other services and other health issues, but also the staff. So she had started on that journey, then COVID hit. But she still spoke to a, a lot of people and she's funneled all of that research into a play that's taking part as part of the Dublin Film Festival, All Hardest, or am I saying it right? All Hardest of Women, yes. Okay. And it's in the hospital itself. I'm going to see it on Thursday, so I'm looking forward oh, to wow. that. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, had you your kids in Hollis Street? No, I was in the Rotunda. Okay. I was in the Rotunda. I went into Hollis Street a couple of times to visit friends who'd had babies and it kind of reminded me of a convent school and I went to a convent school whereas the rotunda looked to me like a hospital. I mean, it was kind of an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think you can't really go wrong. It wasn't a kind of a, mm. a clever research that I had done. But yeah, I always kind of fancied the, the, the rotunda so that's where I went. Yeah, we were hottest street for our two, not three. Yeah, sorry, two. sorry, sorry. Again, we don't recognise the third. Um, so birth rates, where are they in Ireland at the moment? They are on the increase. So um, the figures that we have for the first quarter of 2022, they were up 16%, 2,236 babies. That's the That's pandemic. COVID. Yeah. That is COVID. They chorused. Yeah. What else was there to do? There was actually nothing less to do. You know, let's be honest. The average age of all mothers was 33.3 years. That's up. 10 years ago, it was an average age of 31, which I still think is kind of... I know it's an average age, Mm. but it's still relatively young. You kind of hear anecdotally that people are leaving it till way later and into the early 40s. So I still think we're skimming around the the youthful age. And I think it's interesting that we still record this. More than two in five births, 43.6%, were outside of marriage and civil partnerships. Why do we need to record that? Yeah, I guess that is... um well, I guess you. I guess there is a point of recording it because we've always recorded it, so it gives you a, a snapshot of maybe changing social trends. standards yeah, and trends. Yeah, and Let, it is you know. the the CSO. So you know, we had eight thousand two hundred and four males born, seven thousand eight hundred and seventy seven uh, females born. So the girls are winning out. We're taking over. Yeah, I think slowly but surely. If you are poor single men out there, what um, the do? Dubs have the most babies, but do they have the the, the biggest population? Followed by Cork. 
and Leitrim have the least number of registered births for the first quarter of 2022. What about the manner in which people give birth, whether it's home birth or vaginal birth or C-sections? Yeah, there's been a lot of talk recently about the increase worldwide now, not just in Ireland, of C-sections. So midwives in particular have voiced concern. There was a recent Irish study that was published in the Women and Birth Journal and they spoke to 28 midwives and they say they're in, they're, they're increasingly concerned because fivefold over the past 40 years is how much C-sections wow. have increased. And what they are saying is that there did not tend to be a clinical indication for why these C-sections took place. So obviously... A C-section can save a baby's life, a woman's life for all number of community or for complications. So no one is saying one is 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 necessarily better than the other. But they cited things like too posh to push. Is that I, really a thing? I, I'm not sure. Is it a thing? I don't. But I think there's it's a everything difference. in some parts of the world. I think it's a difference between an elective C-section for a variety of reasons. You could have other health concerns. There could be a million reasons, even if you want to cite in, do posh to push, who cares, whatever. Mm. It's the induction that seems to be really playing a part. So there's a move towards inducing women and not allowing them to go over a certain amount of weeks. And they're thinking this comes from America, where they really stick to not going over 39 weeks um, so you're getting induced, you're getting flooded with oxytocin and quite often, if that doesn't go according to plan, oh, then, you have, then to you have to rush down to a C-section. And that can be quite a traumatic experience they for do, all involved. It, it can be different. I think different hospitals have different dates here, don't they? I seem to remember this, that uh, like Hollis Street would let you go two weeks over, but another hospital might only get you go 10 days over. You know, yeah. they're kind of, there was different policies in different hospitals. Yeah, and look, no one's trying to suggest that there's, you know, a whole group of, of, of wicked people just, you know, trying to do something that's outside the realms of health and safety for, for mother and baby. But it's certainly worth looking at. I mean, one of the things that there were fewer C-sections conducted during weekdays when consultants were present on site. You know, I mean, obviously, they're not like a pumping business or, or, or a factory, but they do need to run in a certain efficient way. So is that why they're over medicalizing what is a very natural and normal thing to do? And another thing they cited was the lack of education for women that should start at an early age around our fertility, around our biology, so that we're making more informed choices, because that was the one thing. I mean, look, I had a baby, my both babies in, in boom time before the crash. So like there wasn't even universal social charge. So I was paying for courses left, right and centre and I went to do this gentle birth course and they were it's just great, empowering you. I know it this isn't a side. I know ever. younger people listening, they don't, uh, all they remember is the austerity. Like the party was great, wasn't it? Listen, you know, especially now with all this talk of cost of living. I went skiing twice one year. There was just, without the universal social charge, you got paid, you had a few quid, you don't have that anymore. Oh, that was great. So I went anyway to go to this gentle birth course <laughs> and in it, what they were really trying to tell you was to be empowered in any decisions that might have to happen. So ultimately, there may be medical intervention, ultimately there might be a C-section, but at least you were informed. But not everybody has a accessibility to that and to that information and they think that that would be better and more access to discussing birth with midwives. Like doulas are really popular now which is like your own private personal doula but you, you, you pay for that. In, so what's in a, a doula? Of, 
A doula is like a birthing partner. Oh, so sorry. They'll be with you all through the pregnancy and advise you and they can be present if you want them at your birth. And they're just an information source and a support to you and the, the, the partner involved. Um, what about home births? And Because there wasn't there some controversy about this? The HSE kind of suspended them or suspended the support or, or certainly recommended against them for a while. Yeah, the HSE has published proposals that would prevent women living further than 30 minutes away from a oh, hospital from giving birth at home. And organisations like AIMS, the Association for Improvements in Maternity Services, say you need to be able to give women choice and they want to know how evidence-based this is. Now, this is off the back of issues where, you know, there were there were complications because ultimately a home birth can go perfectly well. There were 470 home births recorded last year with the support of a HSE hospital. So it can go perfectly well. But if something does go wrong, they're erring on the side of caution. But I suppose organisations are calling for evidence-based on that rather than everything just mm. getting cancelled. The same in, in birthing pools. At the moment, the Coombe Hospital is the only one to have a, a birthing pool, a specialised birthing pool made available. And is that necessarily based on evidence? Uh, having said all of that, I mean, Ireland is a remarkably safe place to have a baby, isn't it? Well, I by, sim- world, by, by global standards. Um, look, by global standards, the only one I could find was um, the Mother's Index produced in 2015. So we're a bit far behind. But in that, we were ranked 22 out of 179 countries. Right, it's not okay. bad, but you, I mean, you just want to be in the top 10. I think it's top of the pops that did it to us. You want to be in the top 10 or the top three, don't you? Yeah, definitely do. Yeah. The best place in the world, according to that study, was Norway, followed by Finland and Iceland. I mean, they just nail everything. Well, what's that all about? They've they've equality sussed out. They've got their, you know, social security all sorted, and it's safe to have a baby there. It's like all of those high taxes. They it's almost like they spend all of that money on good public services. It is, who'd isn't it? Who'd have thunk it? What Claire, a clever idea. Uh, we will talk to you again at the same time next week. Claire McKenna, presenter of Alive and Kicking. As I said, you can listen to it now as a podcast. We will get the news headlines right now, though, here on the Hard Show. Here's Eamon. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.